This episode of After the Show is brought to you by Odyssey. Odyssey are makers of headphones for gamers and audiophiles alike. You can check them out on www.audeze.com. That's www.audeze.com. You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sitok. Happy Halloween! My goodness, you're very enthusiastic. That's my best ghost impression. You like it? No comment. You do an impression of a skeleton and then we'll move on. A skeleton? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I'm being very rational here and scientific, but I'm pretty sure a skeleton, other than sounding like, let's see here, you know, like <laughs> bones cracking on bones. That's all I got for you. Hmm. That was the worst <laughs> skeleton impression ever. I'll do one of That's Dra- all I've got. I'll do Dracula. <laughs> oh, sure. Pick a person who has vocal cords. All right, then. You do Frankenstein. Uh... <laughs> Frankenstein sounds like an old man gaggling mouthwash. He's an old man. He's multiple men all mixed together. All right. Are we done with the Halloween festivities? No, I need some more impressions from you. <laughs> Werewolf. Uh, it depends. Am I talking about the guy before, during, after, you know? I was looking for something like this. That's not... Okay. Okay. All right, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on the losing side of this game. You are. Cause, uh, Is this I, not the before the after the show discussion, by the way? It's a loaded game. It is. We have another game to play later. All right. So happy Halloween, everybody, and uh, welcome to the podcast. They're not going to be listening to this on Halloween. It's Saturday, October the 31st, and this is after the show 657. We're looking at a new movie this week, like we do every week, and Sid Talk's going to turn a phone beeper off. (laughs) Yes. And the movie movie is You Should Have Left. It's It's a 2020 movie. And it's out on, weirdly. All right, get, get a load of this. It's on streaming services and DVD only. <laughs> now, what are you who, complaining about? Well, I don't know who buys DVD in 2020, but somebody does, I guess. So streaming services and DVD is your option for watching this movie. It's rated R, and it's from our friends at Universal and Blumhouse Pictures. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis. Uh, hmm. A guy and his wife and child go to a house that's creepy as heck. Or we'll, we'll say hell because it is what it is. Are we going to do spoilers here in the opening part? No, the synopsis <laughs> is spoiler free. Uh, a guy, his wife, and his kid go to a house that's creepy and weird shit happens. That's a great synopsis. Hey, you, that's the, that is the perfect synopsis for this movie. Blumhouse, if you're listening, you hire Sid <laughs> Talk for your synopsis. And I can work from home, so you just let me know. I'll give you the one that they wrote. It's uh, a former banker. It's bank- not going to be that good. A former banker, his actress wife, and their spirited daughter book a vacation at an isolated modern home in the Welsh countryside where nothing is quite as it seems. See, that's boring. Mine's so much better. It's a weird house where crazy shit happens. All right, so um, you should have left. Uh, seeing as it was Halloween, I picked a horror movie. This is, it is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Psychological th- thriller horror, you know? It's not a blood and gore fest, let's it say It isn't, that. but it's got that, that creepiness. That creepiness, yeah. So what did you think of You Should Have Left? I actually enjoyed it. Now, hmm. I'm going to temper this. I think I differ to you. By saying that I've watched a lot of horror movies in my life, as have you. But I particularly like them. I like yeah, them for what I they are. 
I don't really get scared anymore. I would love to get scared again or like... I think you, there was a jump scare in this that Oh, yeah. Jump, I don't feel like that's scared, though. That's right. more just like, oh, God, you know? Oh, shit. It's like things that crawl into your head where you're like, oh. And I'll tell you, something that didn't scare me but freaked me out was in... What was it called? Not Cabin in the Woods. I always confuse them. Where she shaves off her leg skin. That would be cabin fever. <laughs> Correct. That kind of shit gets me. Or even the ring girl crawling out of that thing. She's all weird. That's creepy, right? It doesn't scare me like I need to turn the lights on or I can't sleep or anything. But you but won't forget that. Ever. I won't. For- I don't forget them, obviously. But you'll forget this movie. This is pretty forgettable, yeah. yeah. It's just that I enjoyed it. I think it's well made. I like the puzzle of the house a little bit. It's not a new idea that you're trapped. When are we going to introduce spoilers? All right, spoilers. So if you've not seen, <laughs> you should have left. Go and see it, come back, and then we'll talk it's about it. It's also a novel, so it's not like if you haven't read the book, right, you would also know. Go and read know. the book, come back. You might be a few weeks before you come back, <laughs> unless you're a fast reader. But anyway, book, Some movie. people read faster than us. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's not a new idea that this guy... The character has done something terrible, and now they're going to have to pay for it. And in this instance, it's linked to the idea that the devil has just... Have you ever heard that story before? That the devil builds a tower or a house, and it just attracts the souls that he then traps there. And that's what this house is all about. That it's been there for not this particular house, but that spot has been where the devil has created... His tower for generations. The people all seem to know about it and they don't really care. I guess as long as they don't go there, they're fine, right? Yeah, true. Um, in this little village in Wales. So, so it, that's what it's about. This guy's in something terrible, kind of denying it his whole life. And of course, you cannot run from the idea of Satan coming after you being like, come on now. We all know you did something shitty. And that's what it's about. And then just messes with his head and... The tagline for the movie is, the house finds you. Yeah. Which is exactly what was happening. Anyway, it's not, a, it's not a new story. There's no surprises. That was the problem I have with the movie. I like the performances and the people who were in it, and I like the set and everything. But there was nothing that... I was waiting for a really clever thing, but there isn't anything. True. I even felt like the performances are really good. I felt like it was really natural, particularly when he was talking to the daughter and feeling like he was saying a little bit of his own thing there, you know, to the little daughter about when he was young, everything was handed to him on, and it was easy for him. But the really good things, he had to wait until later in life. and Because he's, he's his age, and his daughter's only like seven, so... I felt like the performances were really good. I love the... I really do enjoy the idea of being trapped in a maze of a house. Because if anything were to scare me now, if I were to go to one of those made-up haunted houses, which this year won't be existing. If you're listening to this in like 2059 or 2259, 2020 was a year of pandemic. So there's no haunted houses that I'm aware of. Nobody's going to haunted houses. I think there was just one pandemic. Uh, not in the whole of history. No, this you, you said it's a it was the a year, year of, of a pandemics. Pandem- a year of pandemic, a right. pandemic. So there's not a lot of that going on. But if you've ever been to one where you're walking through and they put creepy wet stuff by your foot or they reach out and touch you, none of that really terribly scares me. Other than the sensation of being completely lost, and that's what this house is doing to him. Like he goes down hallways and into doorways that lead to the wrong room and i kind of like that i was convinced too i thought it was really cool that he measured the room and then he was like yeah this is not in reality this isn't right i mean there was a there's like a time loop in that part of the house Mm -hmm. it's so i enjoyed all that stuff too i just don't think the movie did anything with it exactly it It doesn't explain enough or give you enough of like the mechanism of how it's trapping you. I would like a little bit more of that. And it comes down to man versus man. Man versus himself is the the movie. That's what you said, and then what did you say? I said, that, well, that's not a new story. <laughs> that's like the oldest story. It is. It's in the Bible. <laughs> it's old. It's in every story forever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just that. And, and that's the part where I was like, 
I thought it was going to get clever when it started getting all twisty and you didn't know which room he was in and all that. I thought, oh, this would be cool. And then it really wasn't cool. He encountered himself. I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't super clever. No, and it wasn't even, like, that interestingly, like, sewn up at the end. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know? He accepts whatever, and then that's that. He accepts his thing, and he's just going to be at this house. (laughs) Yeah. We don't, I don't even understand that part. I don't understand that part either. <laughs> uh, like, is he there till he dies? He can't leave it? That's what he can says. He go to the, oh, he can go down to the shop, though, can he, with the local people in the village? Maybe. And they'll just look at him like, yep, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. He's going to be there until he's dead. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt like that was an unsatisfying way to deal with it. But hey, you know, I did like the rest of it. Yeah, I mean... If I have another nitpick about it, it would be um, to do with Kevin Bacon. Um, when he's doing the opening the doors and kicking the doors, and he's really hamming it up a bit. Too oh, much. yeah, a little bit. I saw a bit of Bruce uh, Campbell, Evil Dead type of, like, <laughs> kind of like, he was being a bit overly they, actor. True. Act, reacting to stuff. And they kind of overdid the, is this a dream or not? Did yes. you notice that? Yeah. He wakes up from some terrible dreams and then you're then when crazy shit's happening you're like is this a dream or not? And that's not really fun. No, and that's clever. also one of the oldest things in movies too, isn't it? Is it a dream or not? Yeah. And it just kind of gets irritating after a while. Like it's like, "Oh god, come on. Is he in a dream now? Oh, maybe he's not. Maybe he is." So if you don't like that, you might not like this movie. That kind of scenario because that's really what it is the, the whole way through, right? That's one of the hooks, yeah. I like the relationship between the two main characters because it's weird at the beginning. The, you know, she's quite a bit younger than him. She's an act fam- not a famous actress, or is she? I couldn't quite make it out. Couldn't tell. She's an actress in Hollywood, you know, and he used to be a banker, and he's you know sixty, and she's like thirty-five. So at first. Did you, were you on the same lines as me? When you saw her in a bathing suit in the backyard and he was, she was swimming and he was sat there, did you think it was his daughter? Uh, no, I was, no, I didn't See, think See, I yet. didn't think there were a couple, I was like, oh, he's, he's with his daughter here. But then he, she kisses him, so I guess you were supposed to think that she's his daughter or whatever. But then, you know, they mismatched in age. And that kind of comes into the story a bit. I do like that they hint that he has something wrong in his past, but they don't quite say it. And then, you know, then yeah. you have to and then it learn about it. Yeah, I like the way that was all told. That was kind of interesting. I like the relationship between them because he's kind of like super paranoid that she's cheating on him. And he's, you know, there's a bit. Well, of, it turns out. Yeah, there's some drama between them with that where he's kind of snooping on her a bit. I kind of like that. And that's where I thought it was going to go, the movie. I thought it was... I was just going to put this out there for everyone to hear. If you ever want to look at any of my devices, you just knock yourself out. You well, just I go thought... for it because you're going to find the most boring. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, she told me all this already. This yeah. is really boring. She's talking to the same people she always talks to. If you look around. at my phone, you'd be bored too. You'd be like, oh, they're <laughs> talking about video games. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have the jealousy thing. That's why sometimes when I'm... Well, I get it. My dad was the that mournful, I guess you're screwing everybody type, you know, all the time in my childhood to my mother. And it was just really boring and stupid and it was hateful kind of. And so when I see a character like that, I'm like, well, they got it right, but I do not identify. So I want this guy to have something bad happen. <laughs> right. Isn't that terrible? See, and I thought the movie was going to go along the lines of, like, a basic instinct where it's just about the two people. I didn't actually think it was going to end up being weird like that. Mm. Even though at the very beginning of the movie, they hint that there's something something around, you know, the little girl keeps seeing something. I mean, the house is what's effed up, and yeah. the little girl, I mean, it's not hiding itself. It's just is what it is, right? Yeah, so where it actually went, well... Anything that's creepy in this movie is because it's loud, I found. I agree. Like, they make really loud noises to scare you, like a door slam, you know, goes open or something runs across the hallway and makes a loud noise when everything else was quiet. So... A little bit. I don't think there's any imagery 
the light is super scary. Apart from maybe the woman in the bath. Yeah, and maybe Kevin Bacon's really bad makeup. Kevin Bacon being an older version of Kevin Bacon. It was really bad. It was like old X-Files. You know what? Yeah, what was bad about that was they were trying to like, like you weren't sure who it was. Oh, come on. But like from the... Oh, from even when you see him as a silhouette, you're like, oh, look, that's Kevin Bacon. Yeah, instantly. There's <laughs> no then, mystery. And then they do that, like, reveal where he walks into the light and you look at his face and you're like, Duh. you didn't need to do that. <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> Mr. Blumhouse, what are you talking about? Yeah, that, that was, that, well, they, you could pick this apart, right? Definitely. Absolutely. But um, as far as, I don't, see, that's my problem. When you said you kind of enjoyed it, I kind of enjoyed it, but I don't think it's effective horror film. I agree with that, but it's still, I liked it. It feels pretty bland and like you've seen it before and you'll probably see it again as well. Because it's it's common, isn't it? The house, the weird house where something's going on. At least it didn't break out into full on like The Conjuring. I was thinking like there was going to be something like that in it. Hmm. Like ghosts and like things flying around. Hold on, did you say The Conjuring? I said it so you didn't (gasps) correct me. Said I'm not correcting you. So I'm you just telling me. you what's right and what's wrong. True. <laughs> so, um, nice. yeah, it didn't go like in the, in the mega supernatural thing, like the kid gets possessed or any of that. See, I was expecting because there was a kid in this movie. Oh, right. The kid was going to, something happened to her or something gross. Mm. But they didn't play with that. They didn't. So that's where I find it kind of bland, you know? Yeah. I mean... If I it, mean, but that's its worst sin, is that it's not, like, super compelling. Yeah, and the good thing, the thing that, like, rises it up slightly is the who's in it, I think. If it mm. was just some nobodies and it was, like, an indie movie, I think you'd be like, well, that was boring. Mm. You know? Like, I don't think you... say Let's say the performances weren't as good as this and it was two people, two other people. I think at the end you'd be like, wow, I feel like I've seen that before and that wasn't that good. You know, you just I'm move on. I'm not sure on. what you're saying. It didn't. Is it better because it's famous people? I, I think they're put, because you're kind of familiar with them both, and they actually do put in a good performance. Uh, mostly, I think that is what levels it up slightly. Mm. Because aside from that, the performances are. I like them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're like likable, and you, they, they flawed as well, and they really capitalize on both of those things. But. You know, we just watched The Invisible Man by Blumhouse, The Invisible Man movie earlier this year. Uh, while that wasn't great either, I think that had a better kind of setup, let's say. Mm. Like, it was interesting that what they were doing. They were doing a different Invisible Man story. This is just another... It's better than Hollow Man. Yeah. This isn't a haunted house. I was going to say it's a haunted house movie, but it's not, is it? It's a... Satan's house. Yeah. Satan house movie. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that stands out in the movie that we want to... Hmm, I really don't... That's the thing. It's just even keel, you know? But for some reason, entertaining. I do like... um, It's a thing I like in movies quite a lot, is when they go to, like, Britain or Wales or Scotland and it's American people and it's obviously way different for them so they go to the local store and it's a bit weird (laughs) i like those scenes because he goes to the local store to get some food and it's actually quite funny that scene even though it's supposed to be kind of scary you know when he goes and gets individual items one that's supposed to be scary well it's supposed to be creepy a bit isn't it that this he's the guy at the gas station who tells you not to go down the road isn't he he's that kind of guy oh he does yeah kind of warns him a little yeah yeah but uh, but it kind of comes across as funny because he he says, I need some, what does he need? Bread. I need some butter. The guy goes in the back, brings out the butter. And he says, I also need some bread. The guy Yeah, goes but I mean, he should have done it better. He didn't do it right. So it that scene of, was just maybe somebody had that experience at a place at some Kevin point. Bacon had you know what I'm saying? He didn't ask for bacon, I noticed. Da-da-dum. <sighs> they missed a trick. That would have made the movie about 90% better. <laughs> that one thing. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm here for bacon. We need to. And make then wink at the camera and point his finger, <laughs> and then just like, <laughs> yes, that would have been so much better. Yes. So, um, even though it, 
none of it take place in Wales. It looked like Wales. I think they use establishing shots of Wales. But yeah, it did say something about that. The house. The was... house is in Wales. Oh, I thought the house. Ha- oh, the real house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it said it was filmed in like Los Angeles or something at the end. No, New uh, Jersey. New Jersey, even less. You know, just ordinary. No, you're just thinking of the city. You know, every place has countryside. Right. And that's where we were, really, the whole time, right? Out in the countryside. So, um, moving on to the cast here, we got our hero and star, Mr. Kevin Bacon. He plays Theo, slash. It says Theo, slash. But that would be a spoiler if you just read the cast. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, seriously, you're gonna know. Yeah. As soon as you see it. I knew pretty much instantly. That's why it had no mystery to me towards the end, you know? Correct. So, uh, Kevin Bacon, how do you like him in it? I liked he him, had, actually. He has credibility for you? I mean, he doesn't have credibility to the movie overall. It's just, it is what it is. I like him, but without sounding cruel, he is pretty ordinary, right? There's nothing intense in, in this performance. I mean, there's nothing like hard-hitting. I mean, the scene with the daughter, again, that was the most emotional thing. That he had to do, and I thought he was really good, but it's not like huge and impactful. We were convinced the entire movie that that was his real daughter. <laughs> yes, I was. Because She's she not. looks like his wife, the, the actual totally. child actor. But it's not, so. Correct. We were just making shit up. We were just adding something to it. Let's play the Kevin Bacon game. <laughs> Are we playing the Oracle of Bacon? If you haven't heard of this, theoracleofbacon.org. It's a website where you can put in a name of a famous person. Or anyone in a movie or anything, uh, Hollywoody or whatever, and then see if within six degrees, I think was the original plan, if Kevin Bacon is connected to them somehow. If you don't know what the six degrees of separation are, look that up. You chose to put in Jeremy Clarkson because he's just a car guy from England, and of course he was connected because of a movie and a movie and a movie, and who else would you like to put in there? I would like to put in Mr. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I've been thinking of this throughout the movie. So you're testing the system. Kermit the Frog was in the Muppet Christmas Carol with Jerry Nelson, who was in the Muppet movie with Steve Martin, who was in Novocaine with Kevin Bacon. Okay. So you didn't f- flick the system. All right, then. Let me think of another one. And if you anyone wants to play this level, it's it's strangely satisfying. We all, I only found like one person that didn't connect. We've done Madonna, Lady Gaga. I did Charlie Chaplin and other few other. I want to do passed. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie's not been in anything. How do you spell her last name? R O B B I E. Margot Robbie was in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with Billy Bob Thornton, who was in Jane's Man- Jane Mansfield's car with Kevin Bacon. Jane Mansfield's car must have a lot of famous people because that's the connection. Is it like a documentary, maybe, like with a lot of talking heads in it? I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? All I know is it's a connection. So there you go. Hmm. If you want to play this game yourself at home, the home version is called OracleOfBacon.org. All right, one final one. Okay. Um, Denzel Washington. Um, I think this is going to be pretty quick. Two degrees of separation. Denzel Washington was in Malcolm X with Gianna, Giancarlo Esposito. Who you was know in, who that is? Uh, no. Chicken Man. Okay. Giancarlo Esposito was in Enormous Changes at the Last Minute with Kevin Bacon. Okay. So there you go. Chicken Man. So if you had put in Chicken Man, you would have found one degree of separation. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's uh, our Halloween game, everyone. I know it's not scary, but it's a little bit scary to think that the concept of the six degrees of separation is that you could connect yourself. The theory is, I don't think it actually would work within six connections to almost anyone on the planet and the via part, family, friend, or connection of some kind. I think the fun part is finding some like somebody with a lot of, not just one connection, like one with somebody with six. Like in, steps in between? Yeah. The more steps, the better. I mean, I'll just put this out there. That's why it's a little scary. Because even my friend, who's from this town, who has been in some movies, like as extras, who they've come to this town and made some movies, 
and he's either an extra or he's uncredited, but he's on the list on IMDb, right? So one of those movies he was in had D. Wallace in it. D. Wallace was in a movie, in a movie with a guy who was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. So even my friend <laughs> could could fit in that game. And now that's a little scary. See, that's the scary part. Before we move on to the next person in this cast, um, I'll explain this to you because it's kind of funny. My friend's son is a fireman, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's tonight is Halloween. And my friend just sent me a screenshot of his, you know, when his son's in the fire engine. There's like a computer screen that tells them what, where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And the computer screen says, suspicious activity at 501 Avenue, something Avenue, Riverside. And it's a suspicious activity. Two subjects on a front porch wearing masks. <laughs> Actually. Today. Yeah, tonight. It's What's just that? now. He's, he's just took it that right That doesn't now. sound very suspicious. And it also says, there's a list, there's a bunch of them, and the one above Is it says... Is this supposed to be private information, by the way? Well, the one above it says, suspicious activity, open door at the back of a building. Then the next one says, suspicious activity on a front porch, people wearing masks. <laughs> you better get on that one quickly. Did anyone check the date? <laughs> All right, so uh, next up on the cast is Amanda Seyfried. She plays Susanna. She's, a, like I say, she's a bit younger. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. She was in... Um, she's in a few things. Hunger Games. Yeah. And other things. Yeah. Um, Mamma Mia. She was in. Mean Girls. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. It's been in a lot of things. American Dad. She, you know? So, um... What did you think of Amanda? She was good. She's very natural. I feel like, you know, she's kind of playing herself a little bit because she just basically has to react to her husband being loving and then jealous and then discovery of some bad behavior. And she just reacts to it. And I'm not saying she's not acting, but she's very natural. The only thing I didn't like about her, and it's not her fault, is uh, that they kind of removed her from the last third of the movie. Agree, yeah. I, I would have liked her to have been involved in it, but she wasn't. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I kind of like watching her, and then she's gone. I mean, she's gone for a reason, but it doesn't make the movie any more interesting. True. Uh, and then finally, we've got Avery T.U. Essex, who plays Ella, who's a child, you know, their, kid, their daughter. I thought she was really good. She was very good. I watch kid actors kind of close. Sometimes they're like, you know, we watch EastEnders, British soap opera. Sometimes kid actors are not great because they're kids, right? Sure. But this kid actor seemed to know what was, you know, she was in touch with her, with it, it seemed. Yeah, I thought she was really good. She understood like what she was, you know, when she had to be scared, she actually looked scared. So I like that. Um, this is directed by David Cop. Or Coep. I will go for Coep. And David Coep, you might have heard his name before, because he directed the movie Stir of Echoes, starring Kevin Bacon, a long time ago. One degree of separation. Yeah. (laughs) He also directed Secret Window, starring Johnny Depp, if you remember that. I don't like that movie. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Yeah. And he also directed Ghost Town with Ricky Gervais, which I actually really liked. I think is an interesting concept, that one. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. So uh, what did you think about this director here with this new movie? I mean, because you have to cut together all the sort of confusing bits and pieces, that's more of the editor being good at that. You know what I mean? The footage is there, the directing, the performances are fine, but the editing, I think, is more where it's at. Because you've got to have him standing in one place that immediately, that in a, in a cut turns into another room with a different thing, you know, so I think the editing is a little more powerful than the directing. Yes, I agree. I like the, I don't know, it's pretty straight up the directing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But there again, they have to mess around with like the house shifting and changing shape and all that stuff. That kind of interesting, that part, just not enough of it. Yeah, but he's not doing it. I mean, that's not down director, part of that's art direction and editing. They use a lot of like Sam Raimi-esque Camera angles during those bits. Hmm. I think you always credit him with that, but I, I think you need to watch more old movies. Well, uh, I only started watching movies at Sam Raimi, so... 
that's your whole history of yes. movies. <laughs> so, um, IMDb reviews, what are those? When you find a review with one star and you love to make fun of them if they disagree with you. But if they're right, we're just like, yep, one star is right. We'll start with this one because it's the quintessential IMDb review. Okay. Wasted 90 minutes of my life waiting for a twist that never came. Skip this one for sure. They're just being super altruistic because they're trying to save you the 90 minutes of your life. Next guy says, extremely boring. If you want a great Kevin Bacon movie, watch Stir of Echoes. I, I agree with that. It's actually good. Um... This guy says, this, this guy, this is kind of clever. If you went to the cinema to see this, you should have left <laughs> early. And if you do, prepare for, if you stay, prepare for a good sleep. It's so dull and lacks any scariness and even allows us as the audience to feel nothing. What, when did Kevin Bacon make a good movie? <laughs> Once. Have you seen Footloose? One time. Yeah, just Footloose, right? Few Good Men, it's pretty good. No, Footloose only. Mm-mm. See, you're causing an argument that doesn't need to happen. <laughs> this guy says, One of the worst horror film I ever watch. What a waste of time. I love that people commit to watching the whole thing and then say it was a way it is to blame for wasting their time. This guy says, Take some I- accountability, people. I feel sorry for anyone who paid for this visual crime. <laughs> Dang. And, no, uh, visually, I like it. This guy says, guy, guy feels guilty and ends up in hell. Don't waste any time. <laughs> that is the story. There's a synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't just feel guilty. This person says, Amanda was born in 1985, playing the wife of Kevin Born in 1958. Yeah, that's the point. Yes. Of their entire relationship. Also, because... We don't even mention this, but in the movie, the character... His wife died. He was accused of murder. Went through a trial. He was a rich banker. It was famous all over the world. One of those. You know, we're gonna say one of those famous trials. So worldwide he gives the impression when he has her like call people up he's like i don't want to say who i am because his name is notorious right so if you think of it on those bases where she has fallen in love with them they have a kid she's kind of like i'm not gonna say the only person who would love him but she seems to have seen past it right yes that's true i mean i'm not saying she's a saint because she's not but well, it makes sense that he wouldn't just find a traditional relationship after everything he's experienced. Yeah. And they do, you know, even though you don't learn a lot about any of that, there's enough of it to, for you to understand what his position is. Agree. Like, even when he, he even doesn't want to go to the shop down in the town because... You know who it reminded me of? Gray from EastEnders. True, but nobody... <laughs> nobody knows here knows what we're talking about. Um... The only thing they know is Fifty Shades of Grey, the guy from that. That is not what I'm talking saying. about. All right, so um, but the uh, no, we didn't see any extras because this was a streaming movie. But um, conclusion, I, I really give this a five out of ten. I find it. Yeah, I think be, it's very average. It's super average. It's not bad. It's not good, which is really wishy washy to say. But um, would you say like if you're a horror fan or like a th- psychological? Fan. Would you be into this, do you think? Hmm. If you're a Kevin Bacon fan? Definitely if you're Kevin Bacon, because he was good. Um, I just think it's... It's just not It's not going to stimulate up. much unless you've not seen a lot of horror movies, let's say. Not everybody has. It could creep you out and then crawl into your head, you know, the idea that he's there's like this hidden room and a dank basement and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'd recommend it to someone who's not a huge obsessive well, horror fan. It's well made, but it's nothing new, I would say, and it's That's my main issue. Kind yeah. of um easy to figure out what's going on. It doesn't really yeah. stump you in any way. So uh movie recommendations. I'm going off the back of this movie. My first one being a movie that had Jennifer um Jennifer. Put a sentence together. That had Amanda Seyfried in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's Jennifer's Body. I, I think it's a really um, underrated horror movie. Mm. Um, and this, it was very... They sold it off the back of um, Megan Fox being really hot. Do you remember all the advertising yep. for it? When, actually, when you watch it, that's Is that not, why you wanted to watch it? No. <laughs> but that was, that's really not what it is at all. It's actually pretty cool, like, the movie. The actual idea of the movie is It good. is, actually, yeah. Um, and the actually. other one is uh, starring Kevin Bacon, and it's one of my favorites with him, and it's The Woodsman. Which was yeah, a, that one was really good. It was kind of like a comeback for him. He'd not made a movie for some time, and then he came back with this serious um, kind of fucked up movie called The Woodsman, um, which you have to see. To It's a really good performance, so I recommend those two. You know, they're also good for Halloween, both of those movies, I think, and you have. I have. Let me get over to that page. I'm looking at City Skylines at the moment. Scary that the wife isn't paying 100% attention. I have Hocus Pocus. That's why I dropped here because you were like, I have Hocus Pocus because I haven't watched it yet and I watch it every year, so I need to watch it. So Hocus Pocus. I'm not the only one who loves that movie. And I haven't got another recommendation. I haven't watched my horror movies this year. Strangely, I've been working on another project and I just, I'd rather do it. But what I need to see is a movie about Lucifer, the idea of this character of Satan, you know, whatever. I don't believe in anything, by the way, so I think it'd be interesting to have a person like me write it. But a Lucifer slash Satan devil story that I should write myself. Oh, the we forgot to mention, they make it clear in this movie that Kevin Bacon doesn't believe in anything either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we like beginning. to always point that out in the most, you yeah. know pedantic way yep um so i don't have another one except i should just write my own satan slash lucifer story because they all seem a bit in the end they're all a bit preachy when i think that's really not how they should turn out to be but so look for that in the next 50 years (laughs) all right so um games and a scully stuff I have been playing the new Watch Dogs game, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dodge. It's the third in the Watch Dogs series by Ubisoft, and um, this time it's in future London. They say it's post-Brexit, they don't give you a date, but there are drones flying all over the place and electric cars everywhere. So, so are we blaming Brexit for something terrible? Well, I'm going to give it, like, let's say 10 years after Brexit, because there's a b- bunch of technology is gone better uh what's happened to london there is uh hackers and all that sort of stuff have gone extremely wild and they've done a terrorist act at the beginning of the game which involves bombs blowing up all over london and then the city is kind of under this lockdown which is very similar to real life right now and it's it's traditional watchdogs kind of like um paranoia and like how technology is going to kill us all and but the twist on this game is you don't play as a particular character. You don't. There's no hero of the game. You play. You you start as this band of we're going to try and uprise and take over, like get rid of all this crap that's going down. So in the city are people. The people everywhere. It's an open world game, and you can you start as a you pick a character from a menu that you're going to be. They've all got traits. So I might pick Sid Talk, for instance. Say you're in the city, and your trait might be you could, you're a very good artist, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll pick you, and your trait is a good artist, so you're good at doing graffiti around the city, let's say, and that's your trait. But then another person's trait that you might pick might be that they've got flatulence. <laughs> that's, their only, that's the only thing they're good at, flatulence. Or How is that beneficial? Um. That isn't beneficial, actually. Aside from what I've, I have, do have a flatulent woman that I've. She's a woman who farts a lot. Okay. She's no good at anything else. She does farts a lot. So I tried to do a mission with her the other day, and I was doing a. Obviously, it's a, a lot of the missions involve stealth, sneaking around, trying to get stuff. So when she farts, people hear her, and then the game's up. So all I could, the only thing that she was good at was making it really difficult. So right. If so if you enjoy like a really difficult stealth problem, because she keeps fighting, then. But then there's like a guy who's got Tourette's and he just yells out swear words every now and then. 
So not all the, you know, perks are good. But the good ones are, like, I did find... I went out of my way to find this guy. Like, chased him down. And he was a getaway driver. And if you get the getaway driver and you be him, he comes with a perk of he's got an excellent car. He can slow down time um, when he's driving. So, like, if you're going in between... You know, if you're doing a car chase, he can, like, do cool, like, maneuvers in his car. Or there was a... I hacked a lady in a building site, and she works on a building site, and she has a drone that moves, like, cargo around, like, like pallets of bricks and stuff. So you can, like, get on top of the drone and, like, fly the drone on top of a building to pick things up. So she's good for, like, collecting things. So you can be anybody in the entire city, but you can't just be them. You have to, like, hang around as a character, and then you might you see people going about the business, and then you hack into their phone and figure out who they are, and you see it on the screen. This is who they are, and these this is the things they've got. Then you go and speak to them, and you ask them, you know, do you want to join our dead sec, they're called? Do you want to join us? We're going to try and make London better. And if they agree, you have to do something for them. And every single person in the world has a thing that you have to do for them. So the first lady I tried to recruit said, I'm not interested in your organization at all. So I don't want to join. But my sister is in trouble with these loan sharks. She lives at this place. If you could help her, maybe I'll think about it. So I went to this place, helped the sister, came back to the lady and she was like, you know, I can't not help you now because you saved out, you saved her. So there's a thing you have to do to get a person. So it's not like easy to get people. You can get like 40 people in your group, I believe. And you, you're supposed to get all kinds of different people. One person, I thought, oh, this person's not going to be that interesting. And she was a politician. I saw her coming out of the Houses of Parliament. And when I got her, you know, and then I recruited her, she's this politician. And she didn't have any perks. But as I recruited her, her perk was because she's a politician, She, if you get arrested or something like that, she can be on your side and get you out quicker. Interesting. So, so everybody has a thing that's either good or bad, but that's the big hook of the game, that you're going around, you're collecting all these people together, and then you're doing the story missions, you know, to take down this evil conglomerate that's took, taken over. Um, and it's really fun. I always like the Watchdog games. The first one was like in Chicago, the second one was San Francisco, and this one being London, it's quite a lot different to them. Um, one of the things with it being a whole city of people and you can play everybody, one of the weird things about it is like they couldn't have like, you know, 10,000 voice actors doing different voices. So what they did, they have like 100 voice actors who dif- do different voices, but then they pitch them up or down so they sound like different people. So everybody you speak to sounds different in a way. Some sound very weird because like I was speaking to a woman and she had a Cockney accent, but it was really low. So she sounded like she was a man. <laughs> so that like adds some of this like hilarious kind of quality to the whole thing. When people start talking to you, like that's weird. So um, that's Watch Dogs. Watch. Why can't I say dogs? Don't know. Watch Dogs Legion. It's out on everything. Um, right now and the other game I've been playing this week is called Ghost Runner and that's a game on PC that I've been playing and I would if you like Mirror's Edge which is a game that has a really big cult following but not everybody loved it it's kind of like Mirror's Edge but you're a ninja you're not like a free runner even though you do free running and you're running through the it's a story but you're running through the levels you're doing wall runs. You're attacking people. Well, tell them what the basis is. Uh, jumping. What's that called? Parkour. Parkour. Yeah. So this is parkour, but you're a ninja guy. Like uh, in the future, and it's like a neon-soaked city, so it looks amazing. And you're, there's a story you're going through, but basically it's like, you know, get from A to B while you, you have to kill the guys along the way. You have to run up the walls. You have to jump between buildings. Um, and it looks spectacular to look at. But it is, it's one of those games, like I said, I've said to you um, before, that my friend Jamin would have loved. Because it's like so difficult that yeah. he was into like really difficult games where it was like, 
Obset- you can obsess if it over. almost kills you, that's that's good. Like, <laughs> like it's so, like he wants it so hard. And this game is very, very, very difficult. But it's very fun when you get it just right. You do what you're supposed to do. The moves. You're like, wow, this is really cool. So that's Ghost Runner on the PC. Sit up. What's for dinner? What do you want? I want um, uh, Impossible Meat on a burger. <laughs> I have to mention we had some good Hello Fresh meals this week. We did. Oh my god, they're all good. Um, they were all good, but we had one that had a um, fake meat in it. <laughs> we like to know. call it fake meat. I know a lot of people are offended by that, but we don't care. Plant it is. Protein. It's not. Yeah, it's plant protein made into a texture that you can cook up as if it was like ground meat, ground beef, or pork, or whatever. It was yummy. It had uh, what was the sauce? Oh, bulgogi. Yeah, bulgogi, bulgogi sauce. It was delicious. It was really, really. I can good. taste it now, just thinking about it. And then there was one that had um, rice, beans, and kale. Yeah, it was like a chili, but oh like my a posh gosh, chili. it was so good. I liked it. Highly recommended if you can figure out the little trick of getting it cheap, which we have thanks to your friend. <laughs> I wouldn't pay full price for it every week, but at the price we're paying, I'm yeah. all in. There's a way... Yeah, we're not going to tell them. They can figure it out themselves. And we're not sponsored by them. No, obviously not. (laughs) We'll never be sponsored by them if we stop. The way isn't to get it free from them. The way is is to work their own system. The way that they do their business is what it is these days. Let me just put it this way. You know when you cancel something and then they go, Oh, we see you've canceled. Come back and we'll give you... Blah, blah, blah. Discount. I mean, yes. That's the system. <laughs> and it works. It works beautifully. Um, and the other thing uh, I didn't mention before um, a Scully stuff is over was uh, The Mandalorian return this week. How good <laughs> was excited. last night's episode? Did you like it? It was very good. I love The Mandalorian. It's, I know you do. It's, it's so much better than Star Trek. I'm not sure why you're picking fights today, but mm. I mean, clearly when you're wrong, you think that if you assert an incorrect argument that something's going to happen, all I'm going to tell you is you're wrong. You're a Star Trek person and you've, <laughs> you've, you've even got to admit the Mandalorian's pretty good. It has nothing to do with comparing them. The whole of Star Trek, of all of the things, is so much better than the little babiness that is Star Wars. So there you go. The gauntlet has been met. <laughs> and I'm going to... Are you asking me now for my advice? I'm asking you for some advice now. <laughs> my advice is don't marry a Star Wars person if you're a Star Trek person. It's going to cause complications. <laughs> In a whole world of complications that you wouldn't think have a problem. Maybe that's one of the best ones, actually. So my advice is... It's not advice. It's just... Well, maybe something to be aware of. But like... In the world, yes, other people suck and the things they do can end up with horrible consequences in your life. Yes, illness and disease and death caused by things that are out of your control, they suck. But sometimes you suck when you make choices that you know are going to have negative consequences either for yourself or someone else. And then you throw your hands up like, oh, poor me, whatever, like... You need to be a people. We need to have a whole movement of, right? My Here's one of my things. My first marriage, I married a person who I was, didn't, didn't know that well. And I kind of let myself get sucked into the idea that it was at the age where I needed to be married. And he asked me and it was fine and kind of like exotic at the time. He's also a person with an accent, but a different part of the world. And in the end, you know, shock, horror, shock, not horror, I guess, but he wasn't great. He was terrible. He was an asshole. I can't blame anyone for that. I can blame him for his behavior, right? However, if I take a few steps back from that and say, yeah, but I was the needy one. I was the one who made the stupid choice to marry somebody I didn't know very well. It doesn't excuse his own behavior from that point forward. It's just saying, I did it. And I'm not going to whine and bitch and moan about it and be like, oh, my first marriage was terrible and none of it was my fault. That's not true. Right? <laughs> it's just not true. 
I just see people constantly. First, I think what kicked me off today was this blame 2020 for everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. Like Sean Connery passed away and somebody's like, oh, damn, 2020. Well, 2020 didn't kill him. He didn't die of COVID. It's very sad that he died. He was 90 years old. We don't know the circumstance, but I mean, it wasn't announced or anything that it was because of COVID. Even then, you know, it's the year isn't to blame for all the bad things. It's a series of events. And yes, there are things like losing your job is out of your control. Someone that you know and dies who is sick of this thing is out of your control. Then again, if last year you decided to buy you a big fancy vehicle that cost you too much money, you could barely afford, and you were just clinging to a job that you already hated, and now that job's not there and you can't make that payment, you did choose that expensive thing that you could barely afford to begin with. And this sounds really harsh, but that's what I'm talking about. You can't blame COVID because you overspent your money. I've also heard people talk about this exact situation, right? Where it's like, oh, so you did that thing. And then now this is pressing on that thing that you already kind of caused yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just tired of the whining and the blaming. And if something is truly out of your control, That's a different subject, but the choices you make, even if you just say, I made this choice, it turned out really shitty, I'm putting my hands up and I'm moving on, I've learned, and I'm going to deal with the consequences and move, keep moving forward. I don't know why that's so shameful to people, right? We've got a culture of probably everywhere, cultures, where when you admit to making a mistake, it's like, oh, (laughs) instead of Pretending you're the victim of a situation where then everyone's sympathetic. Right. There has to be a better balance than that, so. There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. And that's it. That's all i got to say. All right. So you can catch us on ascully.com, Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. Catch this podcast on the Google Play Store, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes. You can also catch it on the RSS feed, ascully.com slash podcast. Just go there and all your subscription needs will be fulfilled. Email feedback to me at ascully at ascully.com. Don't email SidDoc. She really has no time for anything. (laughs) That's not true, but okay. And uh, stay classy, Mr. Sean Connery. And uh, fetch my shoes. (laughs) Oh my God. You depict like the worst possible thing. (laughs) You have to be a Bond fan to understand. You have to, yes. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) say. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will be doing it for you. 